In this week's parasha, we learn about the uh, mitzvah of tzitzis. In Hasidus and Kabbalah, there's uh, long discussions about the meaning of tzitzis. The talus and tzitzis. The talus, it says, Hasidus represents the transcendent divine light that is beyond the uh, limitations of any given person or world to be able to conceive because it's limitless and that's why it's like surrounds the person because it hovers above it is here it is everywhere but it's not revealed whereas the tzitzes these are the like the strings that they represent very uh, limited channels of exposure that Hashem exposes from that light to us so that's called the Hasidic language the talus is makif that transcendent encompassing light and whereas the tzitzis is allowing a tiny glimmer of that light to um, penetrate our experience so the Friedrich uh, <clears throat> Rebbe tells an awesome story that happened to him before he was Rebbe when uh, the time when his father was the Rebbe this was still under the Tsar's uh, government uh, before the revolution. That time, uh, there were a lot of uh, uh, maskilim. These were the Enlightenment Jews that sort of wanted Judaism, but they felt that the old-fashioned traditions were too fanatic. We should lighten up the, the Jewish faith by uh, eliminating certain things which they felt were not en- enlightened enough. They particularly focused against Kabbalah. They felt Kabbalah and mysticism was extremely uh, potent to foster a sense of fanaticism. And it's what supports and maintains this old uh, traditional way of life with all the fanaticism which they perceived to be in Judaism. So they, they fought vigorously against it and they gained the trust of some governmental offices like uh, ministerial offices that were involved with culture. And the government had a very vested interest in making sure that all the different religions and different races in the country uh, were doing things in a way that doesn't harm what they perceive the Russian culture. Now, these must kill him, uh, given that they had access to these governmental uh, offices because they were enlightened and they they mastered certain philosophies and they sort of were able to converse with the more intellectual uh, uh, spheres of the government of the government offices. So they they sort of became friendly, and some of them even earned some kind of positions in the government primarily when dealing with religion. One of them was a name, a man by the name Krebs. Krebs was a Jew who was a learned, he was considered a learned man. He was a rabbi, not a real rabbi, a rabbi appointed by the government in some place in German Russia. And um, he was a very crude person, um, very unkind and uh, somewhat vicious. He finished a university and and uh, also studied some Judaism. He managed to get himself ingratiated with the Minister of Culture in the Soviet Union, in Russia, 
and they appointed him as the official learned Jew in the government, which means that all matters of Judaism, when the government needs to consult someone to know what Judaism thinks about this, what Judaism thinks about that, to see whether the government should allow such practices in their country, they would consult him. It went all through him. The Rebbe Rashab found out that a group of Maskilim, those Enlightenment Jews, um, were planning to... Um, they were plotting to, uh, cons- to advise the government against orthodoxy, against the traditional practices of Orthodox Jews, and they prepared a lot of material to prove that those practices and views of traditional Orthodox Jews, especially Hasidim, is uh, extremely harmful to the interests of the government regarding its culture and so on. And uh, especially Kabbalah, the main target was the Kabbalah and the Hasidis, which meant that the Chabad and the Hasidic community would be targeted in particularly in, 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 this, in this charge. Um, again, Krebs, this guy, Krebs, who was this rabbi from the, appointed by the government, he was at the sort of the head, the leading person who was preparing all the paperwork and the research to prove that the, the Kabbalah and the Hasidus is, is extremely uh, harmful and the government should, the government should ban those, those communities from practicing what they, do, what they practice. So the, free, the Rebbe Rashab, when he found that out, he called me, the, the previous Rebbe, his son, he said, I want you to go to Peterburg, Peterburg, which is the capital of Russia, and I want you to go and to make sure that this whole thing doesn't happen. Um, since this was a mission, my father sent me on a mission which was supposed to be top secret, because if it goes out in public, it might spoil and foil my, 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 my attempts at destroying the, the schemes of these maskilim. So my, the Rebbe Rashab advised me, I should take my wife, the Rebbe and the Hamedina, with me, and sort of announce that I'm traveling to a doctor somewhere out of town. So people wouldn't know where I'm going. When we arrived in Petersburg, we spent there a few days, and I tried with all my efforts to to find people, to get connections. But as much as I tried, I was not successful. I took a ticket, came back after a few days, and I told uh, my father that whatever, all my efforts were in vain. But when I came in to the room to tell my father this, it was in the morning, and my father was just then preparing for davening shachis. And he had his talus folded up on his shoulder, as we traditionally do before you put on your talus. You put the talus folded on your shoulders, and you check your tzitzis. This is a tradition before you put on the talus. After I told him all the details of how what I tried to do and my efforts, and that I just couldn't get it done, I couldn't stop this 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 terrible plot from from progressing, and which was the main purpose of my my mission. So my father said to me, he tells me a story. He said once the Alter Rebbe sent the Mittler Rebbe, his son, also on a mission, and he couldn't do anything. He wasn't successful. So he came back to his father, the Alter Rebbe, and he told the Alter Rebbe that he wasn't able to accomplish anything.
And when the Mittal Rebbe came to the Alter Rebbe to tell him how he wasn't successful in his mission, the Alter Rebbe also was standing there with his talus folded up on his shoulder, and he was checking his tzitzis before davening. Exactly the way the Rebbe Rashab was standing now when the Friedrich came to tell him about his mission. And the Alter Rebbe said to the Mittal Rebbe, you see, this is a talus. A talus, it says in Chesidus, is makif. It represents this intense divine light that is so powerful that it is not able to, to be exposed in, in any world, in any creation. But when it is exposed, it blinds the eyes of evil. Every once in a while, when God exposes this intense light that is so overwhelming, it automatically diffuses the power of those rebellious elements that are uh, challenging, challenging the world of holiness, the world of Kiddushim. Blinds the eyes of evil. So what the Rebbe sometimes talks about miracles. The miracles, when great miracles happen, it like sort of, it like overwhelms uh, the resistance to Hashem to Kedusha in, in 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 an instance because there's this overwhelming revelation. So he says, Makif This is my talus. Talus is makif. Makif blinds the eyes of evil. When the Mittal Rebbe heard this, coming out of the holy mouth of his father, the Alter Rebbe, he ran over and grabbed the tzitzis of his father's talus and kissed them. And he immediately turned around and went back to the place where he was supposed to accomplish his mission. And this time, he succeeded. So the Fidik Rebbe says, when I heard the story from my father, the Rebbe Shab, telling about the Alter Rebbe, I understood the message. And I did exactly the same thing. I grabbed the tzitzis of my father's talus and I kissed them and I immediately turned around, took a train back to Peterburg. And then again, I started running around the city trying to find ways how I can fill my mission and, and foil the plan of the Maskilim who wanted to do major damage to the Jewish religion and the Jewish practice. Suddenly, an idea popped into my head. What did I do? I went to the hotel where Krebs, that main figure, leading guy of the Maskilim, was, was, happened, to, happened to live at that time. And I asked for an interview with him. I'd like a rendezvous. I want to meet him. He, of course, welcomed me with great honor. He knew me. I also knew my father. We sat down and we talked about this and about that, all kinds of things. And then we talked about the recent plots that the Maskilim were planning against orthodoxy. He didn't deny anything. He, in fact, prided himself, uh, saying that he has been very successful at gathering a lot of information against uh, um, the traditional orthodoxy, and, uh, and especially Hasidim and Kabbalah. He says, very soon we're going to be victorious. You know, the Maskilim have been fighting for years, trying to get Judaism to purge all these fanatical 
traditional beliefs and ideas and practices and to clean up the house a little bit to make it more in sync with modern enlightened uh, philosophy and and now we'll succeed finally because we're going to get the government on our side says we the masculine he said have a plan and very soon uh, all of judaism is going to change he says i even have a lot of material already got it in my hands right here in my room and in a few days i'm prepared to uh, present it to the government so i said to him perhaps would you please uh, show me what you wrote and what you you're so proud of what you wrote can you show me what you wrote he said for why not i'm happy to show it to you i'm not afraid at all and because in another few days the, the government will find out everything and they'll already bring an end to all these old-fashioned beliefs and opinions that um, go against the enlightened mind. When he spoke, he, as he was speaking, he brought me the, the, the folder with, 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 with many, many pages where he wrote, <laughs> the figure says with his unclean hand, the, the, the heresy that he got it in, his, in these pages, he says that the Friedrich Rebbe took the folder in his hand and I took the manuscript into my, from his hand and without saying a word, I began to shred it in front of his face, page by page, into smithereens, into tiny little pieces that so you would never be able to put them together again. Krebs, watching this, was in total astonishment. He was shocked. He began to scream and curse. He says, what in the world am I doing? I've worked so hard for many, many months until I gathered all this information. And I organized it so beautifully. All these uh, you know, essays that I wrote, and, and I organized it into chapters, so it would be a nice, organized presentation to the government. And now, I, I have nothing. In a few days, I'm supposed to go in front of the government. I already have an appointment with the Minister of Culture, and he's waiting for me to come. And now, and he began to scream and holler, and he became filled with so much anger that he, s- he slapped me across the face. I fled the hotel, Friedrich Rebbe says, and I immediately went back home, and I told the Friedrich Rebbe, my father, the good news that I destroyed and foiled their plan. And Baruch Hashem, the whole plan was uh, destroyed and foiled. They couldn't, uh, they weren't able to succeed. And uh, after a short while, I heard that Krebs got sick and he died very quickly after that. Well, how to understand the connection with the Talus and the Tzitzis and Apirsidis what the, the, the Alter Rebbe and the Rebbe Rashab, when they were preparing to put on the talas, of course, these were great, these were Rebbes. When they put on the talas, they were mamshich. They were able to, to, to bring that power of the talas, the makif, that transcendent light, and hand it over to their son. So with that power, they would succeed at destroying and diffusing the power of evil. Great story.